Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. Hello, and welcome back to Chalker Checkups. Yes, welcome back. Today we have a special guest that we're going to be hearing from. Her name is Christine Martin. Yeah, and Christine has a holistic interior design company called The Good Abode. And so we brought her on so we can try and combine our well-being into our spaces and hear some tips and tricks from the master herself. Well, let's welcome her and have her join us now. Hello. Hi, welcome. Hi, thank you. How are you both? Hi, Christine. We're good. Good, good. So holistic interior design, how does that differ from regular interior design? And how did you get interested in that? Yeah, so... I think I'll start with the second question first. I've mostly do my work online. I, it was the, the pandemic really that had me um, look at interior design in a different way. And I think it, it really did for people as a whole, because we were, you know, all encouraged to stay at home. Mm-hmm. We're you know, go, going through lockdown and everybody had no choice, but to look at their four walls and, and really sit with, with where, with what they call home, you know, the, what, what their environment is. And I think it, it gave people an opportunity to look not just at how their homes work in a functional way in terms of, you know, uh, you know, all of a sudden the kids had to, st- had to, you know, do online schooling. So how, how are you going to create, you know, a space for your, for your kids to do homework and have, have room for that and then most people had to resort to remote work and create Mm -hmm. offices at home so it was it was it was looking at your space in a functional way but then it was also looking at your space and thinking gosh is this is this really a place where I thrive where I feel joy where um you know connection happens where I feel productive um calm uh, safe, you know, so uh, what happened in the interior design world during those, those, those couple of years was that it really boomed, people started to pay wanting to re- redo their living rooms or, you know, create a, an outdoor space, because being outside, you know, um, with, with others, um, socializing wasn't, uh, wasn't allowed. So, you know, so it was just an interesting time to look at homes and make a connection between who we are as dwellers and what our spaces represent to us. And so I started to go down this route of like, what is that? What it, and, um, and found myself uh, um, running into some designers who are really looking at the uh, holistic interior design course um, by Kimberly Gardner. And I started right away I jumped in and I've been, you know, working on this course to be, to learn more about it and be certified. Looking at it from a lens of like, well, am I, am I creating a space that is inviting for another person to come in? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, wanting to be more creative or productive at home, just like also 
um, scanning your your room and taking note of where there's stuck energy and that comes in the form of oftentimes of physical clutter, you know, stacks of <laughs> books or, you know, um, unopened mail or, you know, <laughs> bags of bag. I have, I, I'm, I'm one of these people who has bags and bags and bags of stuff. So I, it's just, you know, it's going through some of that and making the intention of clearing things out so you can make space for new things to come in and space in your mind and your, you know, creative canvas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've actually had people that I was talking with that tried to get into a relationship with someone and couldn't just because of that. Their space was so constricted and stuck and they the person they were trying to have a relationship with wouldn't change it and they just couldn't live in it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it makes a huge a huge difference. It's interesting because I had, you know, I had a client who I did a consultation for and he said, you know, he was ready to call in a woman into his life. So I went into his studio apartment and it was, you know, it really read as like, I'm a single man and this is my bachelor pad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, and there was, you know, he had his bed, but he had one nightstand, not another nightstand on the other side. There was no symmetry. There was no balance. There was no like invitation for another person to be there. So there's like the, these small things that are there that kind of creep into our subconscious mind that that you know really give the message out to yourself and others of what it is you desire well and I think the pandemic kind of put a spotlight on everybody's spaces and what was functional or not functional but then also I think like my mom said our space are such a reflection of ourselves that it also put a spotlight of everything that was not working within ourselves Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think so too. And I think, um, I think people, uh, well, I, I mean, I just, I'll give my, my current example. I was going through some things in storage and, you know, I have this, um, print, this art print that I really love. And, you know, I, I just, kind of without thinking, put it on the wall because I needed to fill up the wall with something. And I'm like, oh, I love, I love that print. But then I started to look at it and I remembered that it was a print that I had purchased with an ex-boy- <laughs> ex-boyfriend <laughs> years ago. And, you know, the, the, that, the energy of that relationship is, you know, is, uh, you know, not, not, not something that I want to carry with me in, in this current chapter of my life. And so there, there are things that, you know, we, we don't realize have still have like remnants of a story that, you know, you don't necessarily have to like get rid of all, all things, you know, you could, I could easily take that print and do something else with it, like reframe it, for example, and, and give it a, a fresh frame or something like that, um, so that it has a different intention. But, um, but yeah, but I think you're right. I think we all all are starting, we're starting to look at our homes and, um, you know, and really making like wanting to make conscious decisions of like, okay, moving forward, what, what do I want to call into my life? What do I want? What, what do I want to invite? And how do I make that, um, how do I translate that into my home? 
Although some things really do hold vibration. It depends on what vibration people intend towards it or if they or like you said, if they possibly fight over it or something like that. And for the people that are kinetic, you can touch those things and you can actually get pictures in your mm-hmm. mind about, oh, this happened or that happened or Yeah, and I think I think Marie too, yeah, there's there's definitely something to be said about clearing like doing a cleansing or clearing of things, especially if you're someone who likes to um, vintage shop or get, you know, some some cool finds at a secondhand store or, you know, just get nice antiques or or a hand-me-down from a relative. I mean, all of, uh, and I'm a huge proponent, like let's, um, you know, reuse things that still have a, you know, good life in it and, and not toss things out. But, um, but yeah, with the I've knowledge- been- I've been really yeah. curious about this exact thing is, you know, it's so good to recycle and reuse and repurpose, but then energetically things do hold on to the vibrations of others. And, you know, like you said, something is fighting over something and then it ends up, you know, for sale at a garage sale or something. Cause it doesn't bring them joy. How do you not bring that energy into your home with that piece? Yeah. And that's what, that's where I would do just um, like, like I do when I move into a rental is to do some clearing, like whether that looks like, um, you know, using sage or, you know, just um, a pendulum and, and intentionally like removing any kind of negative energy or any energy that doesn't serve me. Um, and just making that sort of ritual uh, um an intention so that it doesn't, it's not something that I'm, I'm bringing into my life. Um, Marie, do you do anything like that in your own home with things or? Oh yeah, I do a lot of clearing. And one thing I like to do in, in, in a new space is uh, sit down and do a meditation and see a, a crystal in the center of the room and then have that crystal the the crystalline structure start to move through the room like a gold crystal now it moves across the floor up Mm -hmm. the walls across the ceiling and just start to see everything kind of coated in crystal Mm. and and then you know declare that nothing can be in the space except you know light and no darkness can be here and sort of kind of set an energetic with your mind about what's in that space, what's allowed and what's not allowed in that space. Yeah. Mm. So you're just setting up like the energetic boundaries. Yes. I think, um, yeah, I think, and it's like what you were saying, Angela, I think everything does kind of, if you're obtaining something that's already been used, uh, there are certain materials too that absorb more, more energy than uh, others. So wood, for example, is very porous of energy. So anything, if you've got like a nice big wooden console that came from somewhere, like I, you know, I used to live in Korea and I bought this piece that I lugged around everywhere. Um, and it's, you know, it's an antique, but you know, it, it, I don't know where it's been and you know, how, how long it's been on this planet. And so, so yeah, making that intention of just like clearing it and, um, and blessing it in a way, I guess, you know, and just, um, giving it a whole new soul. And mom, you were telling me before we got Christine on how you can tell if something's going on with a person based off of what's in the room. I was telling Angie that if if you walk into a a house that somebody decorated themselves, if it's not a rental or something, 
um, most of the time you're kind of looking at their crown chakra. Mm. Um, and Angela just built this house and uh, decorated the whole thing herself. And it is her crown chakra. <laughs> and I mean, it's white, it's sparkling white and gold with flashes of uh, blue and, you know, uh, teal and a little bit of purple here and there. And it, it looks like her crown chakra. Yeah. And do uh, and is that Angie? Is that something you're conscious of? Like, how did you decide to, you know, select the colors you did or the design that you did for your home? Well, it's funny. I think just moving from different spaces and evolving as a person, your style just changes a little bit. But this just is like what I'm gravitated to right now, which you know, five years ago, I wasn't as gravitated to that, you know, I wanted more, you know, black picture frames or something else, you know, like, mm -hmm. a little bit more color and less white. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's, it's really interesting, because it really, you, you can tell a lot. It's like, um, our homes are a bit like a, a living vision board, you know, uh, that's what my teacher likes to say, where you, you know, you can actually place intentions and, and create um, opportunities for manifestation by designing your home or picking things and placing them just in, in the right, right areas of your house. So, you know, I, I think, when you when we walk into people's spaces you can it's it's like a a real you can pretty automatically pick up on on what's what's working what's flowing what's not you know the colors they choose um you know what what lights them up um and i one of the services i'm starting now is called a design breakthrough where i just have someone send me a photo of their space let's say their living room and um, it's kind of like a reading, like I'm doing a reading, like I can, mm -hmm. I can see just from, you know, the density of the furniture, whether, you know, the, the, there, there's some like heaviness in their lives or the colors that they pick, you know, um, you know, if, if, if it's feeling like um, there, there needs to be some brightness or joy, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's interesting. You can, you can learn so much from someone. Uh, just from from looking at their space. Angie, the house that she had that her father and I had bought when we first bought it, when we went into that house, I remember the woman said, "We had all this paint custom made." And I was <laughs> looking around and I was thinking, "Yep, nobody would want to buy this color. You would have to." <laughs> and and she had one hallway done in black and charcoal and another one in this the bloody red color and one in mm. like uh, oh just really dark muddy strange weird colors all over the house and almost every room was a different weird color too and and, and the realtor kept saying look at the beams on the ceilings look at the wood floors <laughs> it was it I mean was weird <laughs> yeah well it does I mean if I'm if I think about a black hallway so our hallways are like our the the area in between moving from one one space to another from one room to another it's like the artery right right so you want to keep it flowing you want to keep it open you want to 
you know, encourage uh, chi to go, you know, go in and out. And black definitely would not be the color I choose for something <laughs> like that, <laughs> for something like that. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's fascinating. I I, I love um, you know learning about about this because color psychology has been something that you know that has been written about and different cultures have different meanings for for the colors and so you know and obviously we all have subjective um responses to colors so for someone who um you know someone might respond well to like a blue shade of color in their bedroom which is known to you know um promote a tranquility and stillness and calmness and so people like to use blue in their room but for someone else it just might might make them you know um down or depressed or you know so it's it's important to pay attention to how colors make you feel so you know how you know where to apply them in your home um you know you want something a little bit more uh vibrant and active and encouraging of uh, you know communication and um socialness like perhaps in the kitchen and because that's where people tend to gravitate and um, there's a lot of energy there. Um, but yeah, but if you've got hyperactive kids, you know, you might want to choose a color for their bedroom that chills them out a bit, you know, like something in the family of a green, like a sage green or something that's kind of um, calming more, and more ground natural. Ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Angie has these new lights in the house and she was telling me that when she turns on the purple light, she actually is more relaxed and, uh, uh, can, you know, found that calming. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's amazing. I mean, is that like a bulb in your, in one of your lamps? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to, <laughs> it was one of the things that my mom was saying is what, what do you call the the scopic the scopic uh, photosensitivity a lot uh -huh. of uh, a lot of psychic people uh, have difficulty with just really bright black and white it, it's very difficult to see and you put a filter a light filter on something and it's uh, easier to read and it's easier to see yeah wow. so i've been i've been reading this this book that's quite large with small print and very like stark white pages and kind of been jumping around the page and not remembering what I've been reading and having to read it over again. And my mom was talking about this before. And so I got these bulbs and, you know, turned them to a light blue or a light purple and like mm -hmm. kind of a dimmer color and was noticing actually I was just like reading a lot faster. So. Oh, wow. Wow. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I like Angela, I've, I've been, moved, I've moved around a lot and I'm, you know, especially here in Baja, it's just, um, in two and a half years, I think I've been in six spaces and they're, they're rentals that have other people's stuff in it. So for, for me to make home in places, um, my, my, my general practice is to, to, to remove uh, what's on the walls <laughs> yeah a lot a lot of time it's not you know it's it's art that that you know doesn't really speak to me so remove what's on the walls kind of like um 
if there's a lot of like color ta or tapestries or different patterns that are, that kind of compete with each other, I, I, I put those away too. And I just, you know, I bring in, I have my, some of my favorite things that I hang up, but I always, always um, look at lighting and plants are my key, um, you know, must haves to make a space feel homey and cozy. And a lot of it is just having the right, lighting and make you know especially when when you're winding down from the day and you know your circadian rhythm is really wanting to do the same thing is I don't really tend to turn on overhead lights so I have lamps everywhere and you know I like candles and things like that and then and then the, and then just having plants having a bit of something that's alive mm -hmm. <laughs> inside mm -hmm. definitely you know for me is uplifting and, and you know just uh makes me feel good you know it's it's definitely a part of what um what people are looking at now with what, what they call biophilia is just our innate um desire to connect to nature and it's just part of being a, a human right we, we like thrive in nature we we um we feel good in it. So introducing elements, natural elements or organic elements into your home, your space. Um, does well, plants have plants have plant divas in them and plant divas bring joy. Mm. Ah, I didn't, hmm. I didn't know that. Wait, say more. What do you mean plant divas? <laughs> well, <laughs> every, every plant has these little, they have these little, little like they're like little angels they're little little plant divas uh, uh sort of like a little fairy and when uh -huh. you have a potted plant usually the plant diva will come with it so if you bring house plants in and you're especially when you're talking to them and you're nurturing them that encourages mm -hmm. the activity of a plant diva to be with that plant and um and whenever there's a plant diva around they have this energy of just pure joy it's sort of joy when there are a lot of them around everyone just starts to giggle and they're happy i mean they they make you feel very joyful mm. oh, I, I love that <laughs> <laughs> you know and i i know this i know that like talking to your plants is definitely a good way to like keep them healthy and happy and but i don't do it enough so now that i know that there's a diva in there yeah i'm gonna be talking to them more well, you might be surprised. Sometimes they literally pop right up in front of you and you can see them and uh, you don't have to be even psychic to have that happen. But someone like yourself, it's very, very possible. They'll just pop up and there you go. They're right there for you. All right. So you're saying they're more likely to come in a potted plant and not likely to happen in like a, a cut of fresh roses or something that oh no 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 they're outside too but i mean they can if you bring them if you're bringing them inside then you'll you'll have one you know it, in your contained area so i guess i'm asking about like a, a bouquet of flowers that's been cut versus like oh no in. not likely no they'll yeah. stay with the they'll stay with a more live plant yeah gotcha. and i don't think you'll get them with dried flowers or anything like that i've never seen them in that situation uh -huh. what do they what do they look like a lot of times they'll look like a part of the plant like there was one that i saw in brazil that the plant looked somewhat like a calla lily and the 
the kind of thing that was clothing looked like sort of like an exotic dress, like the like the cattle lily was sort of the outfit wrapped around, and then there was the little head sticking out of the top of that, and the little arms at the top. So it almost looked like someone in this exotic ball gown, you know, of the of the petal of the plant. And then that just sort of tapered down and it wasn't really obvious that there was any feet or anything and just sort of flying around like that. And this and, is without taking mushrooms or anything like no, that? No, no. Actually, <laughs> you know, it, 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 we were a whole bunch of people. We were sitting around having coffee and there were these books on the plants of Brazil and we started talking about that and saying i love this i love this plant i love plants and we all start talking about them and all of a sudden they started popping up in front of us wow and then of course we were all so happy and then the, oh here's another one oh wow what here get the book what plant is this and then we could see by the way they looked we could find the plant yeah because they had similar characteristics interesting wow I just got this one plant that I am obsessed with, but I just feel like it has so much personality. It's one of these tropical leaf plants and at night it kind of closes up and all of the leaves become more um, vertical. And then during the day when there's more sunshine, the leaves kind of like move. And so I feel mm-hmm. like every time I look at this one, it like already naturally has a lot of personality, but then you start to talk to it and it kind of like shakes its leaves more and things like that. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> That's so great. I'm definitely going to start talking to my plants more. Yeah, I mean, they put they they bring so much. You're right. They bring so much joy. And, and also, you know, if you're, um, you know, kind of melancholic or, or feeling depressed or something like take being able to take care of something is, you know, kind of shifts that energy too. And so having something that's green and thriving in your home is helpful and breathing Um, it's a breathing thing in your home too right right exactly yeah I just recently was looking at I had I had noticed that one of one of the small plants in our on our stairwell was really done I mean her leaves were completely crispy and dry and you know and I had ignored it for so long and I thought oh my gosh you know what I, I just, you know, I, and I, I started to like also notice in myself that my, my mood was a little bit on the lower side of things. So I, I finally took it upon myself to, you know, change out that plan and bring in a new one and you know, really give it some love and put it back on that, in that corner. Cause we, we round that corner every day. I don't know how many times a day, um, but having something that's vibrant and alive and healthy, um, you know, even if you're not conscious of it, you're like, look, you take a glance at it and it's giving you the message of like, okay, you know, every, you know, life is vibrant, healthy, good. You know, you just, it, it's a nice um, pick me up <laughs> reminder. Well, I think anytime um, you take the time to energetically improve your space in in any way, whether it's bringing up a plant or finally clearing out that corner, it like does make you feel good as well. So yeah. Finally clearing some of that energy that might be stuck in those areas. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I think there's a lot of power in that. 
And it's not, you know, I think people get overwhelmed with the concept of decluttering because it feels, you know, like a, a big job. But if if we start with like one surface, let's say like one the type the top of your coffee table or, you know, that one corner in your kitchen counter or, you know, part of the closet and just take it in baby steps. Um, you know, it's it does feel really good when, when you're able to like successfully complete one, one, one area and make room and see it and, you know, see the, the difference and the change. I met this one yogi one time and he said, it's really simple. Just look at that area and then uh, you're trying to clear and then just ask yourself what here makes my heart sing. Mm -hmm. And then let's remove everything that doesn't. Yeah. That's the Marie Kondo method too is that you know she she wrote um the book about decluttering and that's basically it it's just like what is it useful to me asking the questions is it useful to me anymore does it make me happy you know and um and then just really um making decisions based on that because mm -hmm. uh, it may, may, may make somebody else happy you know you're also able to if you're donating things or or if they end up in a secondhand store it, it could make someone else space feel good and happy too mm -hmm. yeah so can you share some tips with us of you know you've been moving into all of these houses and some apartments and things don't have the best light what would you suggest to clear some of these spaces move furniture around or just and generally make them flow better yeah so those I mean these are the things that I think I really think design doesn't have to be good design doesn't have to be expensive or like some a huge investment a lot of people feel um, deterred by that by interior design because of that I think uh, honestly um, our spaces can feel good with exactly what you just mentioned, Angie, is like, is looking at your, your lighting, um, re like arrangement of, of furniture and things. Um, and just, you know, having, having things in your space that also speak to you that, that, um, that make you feel good. So personalizing your space. So especially in rentals, it's, um, you know, it's about, a, a lot for me is about rearranging. It's about maybe moving this chair from this corner to this corner and, and seeing the shift or, you know, an art piece on a wall that, that you know, it might, there might be several on a wall and, and spacing them out or removing one or, um, or, you know, rolling up a rug that like perhaps the color doesn't feel good to you. Like you walk in and it's just like, it, it doesn't, it's not inspiring or it doesn't, you know, make you smile or, you know, rolling it up and, and having, you know, having a rather have a, a, a rugless um, flooring than, than have something that, you know, doesn't, doesn't mm -hmm. feel good. Um, and then with me, it's, I, I honestly have carried around, <laughs> carried around light bulbs with me from place to place because I cannot stand the, um, the cold light bulbs, the, you know, the ones that, that feel that have like the, almost like the, um, mm -hmm. you know, the fluorescent. 
fluorescent lighting or feels like you're in a dentist chair or something like that. It's got to, it's got to have warm bulbs for me. Um, So I like to make sure I've got, you know, fixtures, lamps in different places and that are, you know, is useful for like, of course you want good lighting over your kitchen. So for tasks like cooking or, you know, if you're reading, you want a good, good reading lamp, but um, but having options to like be able to dim your lights if you can, if you're, if you've got dimmers, that, that's awesome. Or, or even, even though, you know, our culture isn't so based on, on candle lighting, like in a lot of Nordic countries, it's so nice at night to have like the kinetic lighting, the, the flickering flame. It's just there, there's, there's an element of the warmth and comfort that comes from, lighting a candle or it like brings also like ritual to what you're doing, whether you're you're sitting down at dinner with somebody else or like sometimes I have just a small candle right by my bed and I light it before I go to sleep and I, you know, may do a little bit of reading, but then I, 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 I go through and like have my gratitudes for the day and then blow out the candle. And it's just kind of like the end of my day sort of thing. And then, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say that the candlelight, too, is um, that disintegrates uh, negative thought forms. Oh. And, and a, a light bulb won't do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that. So if you did have candles, a, a few candles around, real candles lit, it does actually they go off when a, a negative thought form goes near a candlelight. It, it, it's just like when you light a string fireworks, it just sizzles uh-huh. right through the thought form and it disappears. Hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I like, I like thinking about that. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish there was a place here in town that sold more, sold more candles. Cause I, every time I go home to the States, I bring back, you know, a box full of, you know, candlesticks or tea light candles or something. Cause it just, it's, it's, um, it's just, it's just a practice of mine. Yeah. And then the last thing is like, sometimes people don't want to buy a plant because they don't have a green thumb and, and, and mm-hmm. or they're in a rental and they don't, you know, they're in and out and they can't take care of it and they need something low maintenance. I think even, even if it's just like you might not have the plant divas if you've got, you know, a vase that's full of like cut bougainvillea or cut flowers, but just having something natural and, and beautiful um, in your space makes a huge difference. So. Yeah, so those simple things they don't really have to cost too much. It's just it's a it's a little bit about um kind of a re- rearranging is a little bit of just the sort of um trial and error like tweaking things just seeing how things feel um as you move them and then you know having I like that with the lighting. tip too because that gives people the opportunity to create the space themselves instead mm-hmm. of entering into something that somebody else has designed for them right and yeah their personal spin on it so yeah yeah and I think you know things like things that you personally like that that bring in the color that you like or that 
um, bring in the joy. I mean, they're, they're small things. I, I went to a cafe in Portland not too long ago and I was, you know, working, working on my laptop and a young woman sat next to me and it took her a while to set her, her, her table up. She, she had put out this beautiful like handkerchief and then she put her laptop on top and then she had like this little, <laughs> these like little crystals on the side of her laptop. And she just like made a, a, an office space right then and there that, that, you know, was like her own sanctuary in the middle of this busy cafe. <laughs> and I, I, as I looked at her and I, I commented, cause I just was admiring that, you know, if there's just like things that we can travel with too, that, um, that produce that same feeling of cozy home safety grounding, um, you know, that doesn't have to come in the form of like a big rug or, a, you know, big piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I've never been a decorator. I'm just not wired that way. So it sounds to me like better off just to go get you and bring you back. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, it's, it's what I, it's what I love to do. And I, I think it just, it comes from growing up with a mom who, you know, she, she did this girl when, when we were kids, she would rearrange the furniture every, you know, I, I, I'm not kidding. Like every two months she'd do something different or I've never seen someone wallpaper so much. This was back, you know, in the eighties where when, when people would like tear down the wallpaper and then labor to put up new wallpaper. And my dad would come home and he'd say, Oh my, okay. Now where, where's the sofa now? <laughs> you know? So, and so it was just uh, something I, I experienced growing up and I, I love that. I think for me, it's um, space is just, uh, I don't know. It speaks to me, and I I feel like it's a good, it's a an instrument for wellness for people that, you know, a lot of times we don't we don't realize it, but it really is more than just like brings physical wellness. It's also like mental, emotional, like all of the things are kind of wrapped up into um, interior design, and it's not. And I don't think it's it's a it's a um, coincidence that it's called interior design because we're looking at the interior of you know the physical space but we're also looking at our interior our inner selves and so there's definitely a synergy a connection between the two one last thing I want to share is that I just recently today wrote I'm starting to write newsletters now from a place of uh, more from the heart you know there's a place from personal experience rather than like uh, full-on marketing you know here are the top things to you know top color trending colors or you know things like that it's more just um, things that speak to me that I hope speak to other people but today I wrote about um, divorce and design and I just had this memory of how when I went through the separation and divorce with my, my ex-husband, I had um, got, was going through our stuff and storage and I was starting to weed things out. And I had this big, beautiful, like a glass um, candle holder. It's like a, it's like a cylinder and inside you, you could actually put something inside. So he and I had lived in Tunisia in, in North Africa for a while and we filled it up with some sand from the Sahara. We had taken a trip 
to the Sahara Desert and um, and inside sat a candle. And so, you know, I was going through all this stuff and it was really heart wrenching to let go of some of these things and some things I didn't want to let go of. And, and that candle holder I had and and I was going to take it with me to my new teeny tiny studio apartment like you know I was starting this new chapter of being a single woman in my 40s and um so I was going to take it with me and as I was carrying it it slipped and broke and shattered into pieces on the floor and I started sobbing and and right then there was like a, a little gust of wind that came through and it it scattered all the sand into like this, these wispy waves down across the pavement and then disappeared. And, and it just felt like a, sort of like a metaphor for the ending of something. This container broke into pieces. The inside, the grains of sand were like probably accumulation of memories and moments with this person like blew away. And, and it just made me feel think about how how many how many times we can um, let go of things in order to make space and room for something new or for something something Mm -hmm. else to come and so um, so yeah so I mean I think that just gives gives people an idea of how how I'm approaching design it's less about mm, making your your house look like something you'll find on Pinterest that's beautiful but more about it um, translating into like where you are in life what like what kinds of transitions are we going through at this point in time maybe it is a breakup or maybe it is that you your kids moved out and you're you've got empty nests going on and, and you're downsizing or maybe there's some other shift going on we're always we're always going through transitions and so having our homes not be static and evolving with us I feel like is a great way to create a, a container and support for ourselves. Yeah. And I think once you get into that mindset of, you know, thoughts are things and things are things. And if mm. the things around you don't make you feel well, you're putting out those negative thoughts and then those are filling your home. Once you start getting rid of some of these items that are attached to so many of these thoughts, your space does end up feeling better. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So they, we just have to go get you. Get, have you okay. sort us out? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the best thing about my work, Marie, is that it's 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 online. So I've been an online interior designer for for eight years, and people oh. often ask, like, how do you do this online? Um, and so it's I've I've have a platform that I've you know I've got a nice streamlined process now, and so folks basically start with a an online questionnaire and I ask all the all these questions about your space and who you know who you are where where, like how you want your space to feel there's a place for you to upload a photo or photos of your your room and then you give me some rough measurements and then we take it from there and I and I create a a two 2d concept board so a digital like a digitalized concept board that gives you an idea of of how your space could look or the design direction I think it could go in. And then on the site, you're able to, you know, let me know what you like, what you don't like. And then we make some modifications. And by the end you have, 
this visual of what you're aspiring your space to look like. You have an um, online shopping list with all the links. So you just click on and you buy things as you're ready to buy them. You have a floor plan and I let you know, you know, where to put the furniture, what the best optimal layout is, and then installation tips. So it's all, you know, it's kind of like a DIY with professional guidance. So everyone has, you know, you have some ownership in, in creating your space, but you've got, you've got me to you know, help you through it. And, um, and it's up to you to execute it. So it, it, it like cuts the cost of traditional interior design by a whole lot because I'm not there doing it for you, but, um, but I'm holding your hand basically. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's been awesome. It's, it's been great because I've been able to work with people around the world. So I've had, I've had clients in, in Moscow and in Brazil and in, you know, I just finished um, a house for, for someone in um, Ontario and Canada um, without having to go there. You know, obviously for me, like the biggest uh, satisfaction is being in the space and seeing the finished product. But um, this is this is close. This, you know, if I can help people make their spaces feel good for them, then, then that's great. That's, that's I think exactly. that sounds fabulous. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and it lets me be, you know, lets me be geographically also independent. I love to travel, and um, I'm here, you know, in Baja, but I'm I I like to get up to California to see my folks as much as possible. So it's been a great way for me to work and you know be able to move around too. You can re redesign the world. I can from your Baja. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah thank you so much for joining us today christine yeah you're welcome thank you that was fun it's great to talk about um and yeah I have, a, I have a really good time like sharing with others about about how moving into this direction with design so thank you so much how do people find you again so people could go to my website or instagram it's called the good abode a b o d e i have to spell it out because sometimes people mix the d and the b but the good abode and um yeah they can they can um there's a contact page on my website and we can chat about you know what you need and um my instagram i try and share you know tips and um inspiration on there as often as possible so yeah there awesome Thank great. you so much. Thank you. Thank you both. And have a great rest of the afternoon. You as well. You're welcome. Okay. Bye. Right, take care. Bye-bye.